Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering Podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. We are um, in a series, we're ending the series actually, on um, different kinds of, uh, of kids. And so week one, um, Mariana shared about how to parent the sensitive child. And I'll say that each of these, and there's a, there's a chart on your, um, on your handout that kind of puts all of them together. Um, you probably have kids that are a combination of these things that have some like, there's some of this, but, but some of that. And again, anytime you do these, they're, they're hopefully helpful, but it's not like a, a rule of like everything about this kid has to fit. And so, um, yeah, the sensitive child, um, much more emotional. So she suggested acknowledge their emotions, recognize that they're very real for them, um, help their emotional vocabulary so they can even share what it is that they're feeling, um, help them practice um, responses. Sometimes it might be do-overs. Um, uh, share like your own emotional journey, how you grow, uh, five try-over, do-overs when they need to. Um, and then um, embrace that there's grace for parenting mistakes. We all make we all make mistakes. Um, I was here the next week, talked about um, determined children, and so we talked about turning those labels, which can sometimes can kind of be negative, looking at the positive side of those things, focus on um, cooperation and encouragement, um, keep things predictable but flexible because they will throw some sort of a, of a wrench in that, um, help them have new experiences, pick your battles, which, which hill are we willing to, to die on and which one are, are we not because it, we can't pick all of them. Um, affirm their high standards but help them deal with their perfectionism and then be thankful for the strength that God has, has given your child. Um, John was here last week, um, talked about the serious child. They're the child that's like five going on 35. You know, there's like little people running around this, room, this, this building that are like, I want to wear my suit jacket. Why? You're in first grade. I like it. It's just, I just like, you see those little kids that are like all dressed up and you're like, you're six. You can enjoy being a little kid. No, no. they're, you know, five going on 35. Sometimes they're, they're often too serious for the silly things of their peers. They tend to hang out with um, adults. <coughs> they're kind of comfortable in those settings. And so he suggested affirm them um, and remind them there's nothing wrong with you. Help them understand the rationale for the rules and expectations. Provide them some space to process and then give them some, some good boundaries. Um, today, which I, I think is the best one because it's the most fun, um, is the fun-loving child. It's that kid that their primary connection to the world is social. They have this need to have happy interactions um, and to have fun. They want to play, move, and go all of the time. They are active, but they're like mischievous in a, in a fun kind of way. They can be described as social. They love people. They make friends everywhere. They've never met a stranger. They will, some of them will walk up to strangers in the store and start having a conversation. And you're concerned. You're like, don't just talk to, don't, let's not talk to anyone, everyone. Like, I'm glad that you're friendly, but 
stranger danger sometimes. You know, they're, they're, they're smiley, they love fun, they love to smile, um, they're friendly, they will talk to people, um, they are flighty sometimes because they'll pick one kind of thing that's fun at the moment and then they'll flip to the next thing and that was fun and then there's this other thing and they're just like all over the place and busy sometimes. Um, they're busy, they're always looking for ways to kind of engage people in their environment. Um, they can be messy. Fun is messy. Because fun is fun. Cleaning, not, not fun. So um, they can be outgoing. Most often they're extroverted. They're talkative. They tend to talk a lot. Um, mischievous, like not necessarily wanting to hurt people or get into trouble, but they're just sometimes not where they're supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. How many of you would say that you have a kid that has some, you got a fun-loving kid in your, in your house? We, we have one. Um, and so, uh, often one, you know, again, it's kind of a combination, but, you know, one of these two can kind of, can, can kind of take prominence. Like, my oldest is fairly serious and determined, um, but it doesn't mean that we don't have a lot of fun and he doesn't have emotions. My middle is a little more sensitive, but she, she's pretty hardworking and pretty, pretty determined, too. So there's kind of this combination. My youngest is the fun-loving child. When it comes to things that he loves, though, he can be pretty determined and he will step on your face. Like, it's not like, oh, you don't mess, no, no. There are certain things, it's like, oh no, I'm really serious about that. Okay, like, don't mess with me. The, the third one, often, not all, but often, yeah. Almost always, yeah. How, okay, a lot, yeah, yeah. And so they kind of see, they see, well, and the last ones have the benefit where like, the older ones have sort of broken in the parents and there's this path that is, is already laid out for them and they're like, Oh, I see how it goes. So now all my needs on here are kind of taken care of because they're the baby for, you know, and so I can just kind of have fun and I play and have a good time and just enjoy it. And I see my older brother, he's got to do stuff. So like, for instance, this past weekend, uh, my oldest son was doing chemistry homework and my youngest son was playing Fortnite. And he was loud, where my oldest is like, would you keep it down in there? I'm trying to do homework. He's like, you wanted me to be here with you. I'm having a great time. So there's this combination of, of things. All right. So as you're leading your, your fun-loving child, again, we're talking about tendencies. Um, recognize that they may learn best through games and experiences. If you can bring fun into your daily routine, let them experience what you're, what you're learning, like make chores or learning fun, make it a game, make it a competition, make it something you do together so that there's some kind of fun element of it. Um, you know, teach them by doing instead of just instructing because they want to experience it and they kind of want to make it interesting. And so, so make it a competition to be like, look, I, I can get more dishes in the dishwasher and make it, you know, better than, than, than you can. But you know, if you think you can do it, great. You know, um, compete with them to see how many weeds they can pull versus you. They might just go, you win, I'm out. But, <laughs> but if you can make things an experience, because they enjoy experiencing it, and you can make it fun or a competition, um, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Um, as they get older, you may urge them to like, look, you need to finish your chores, homework, job, whatever it is, and then we'll do something fun. And so it kind of teach them the value of avoiding procrastination because the fun let me get back. No, no, I know I have homework. I can do that at some point. I, I'll do that. But right now I'm having a good time. I've got this thing that I need to do. That's, that's a whole lot more fun than that. Where you're more determined or your more serious child will be like, I have this thing I need to do. So I got to get this done. 
And they'll end up doing their homework or their job or whatever first, and then maybe a tendency to, to have some fun after that. And so as they get older, you may need to teach them how to prioritize things. Um, Secondly, they need, often need the opportunity to talk things out and to process things verbally. Again, remember they're very social, they, they love people, um, and they can respond to the challenge of school if they're given the support of, of their parents. Part of this is the opportunity to, to process things verbally. You, it, if you have a fun-loving child, something along the way from your elementary school, some of the feedback you will get if your teacher is honest is, um, they're not always on task because they're talking to their neighbor. They're, they're a lot of chit chat, a lot of chitter chatter. Yeah, yeah, yes, your child is the center of it. Actually, they, they, they start a lot of it. No, they're a great kid. They just, they're just a lot of talking when we need to be listening. Fun loving kid, they're having a good time. They're trying to connect with the people and, you know, and, 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 and all that. And so, um, so they need the opportunity to kind of process through things and talk through things. So it may be the ride home from school, it may be at dinner, whatever. But I would tell you to be ready um, to, <coughs> to listen when they're ready to talk. Because the older they get, that window is not always open. When the window is open, we as parents need to do everything we can do to be able to listen at that time. It's not always possible. But if they can, sometimes this is hard, particularly if they have a different kind of like life calendar than you do. Like some of them like to be up super early and you're like, I like to sleep in, right? And so they're up in the morning and they're chattering away and you're like, could, could, you, uh, could you make it stop? Or they're like a night owl and you're like, man, I'm ready to go to bed. And they're like, hey, there's this thing I need to talk to you about. And they're like chitter chattering about, and you're like, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get ready. So give them the opportunity to kind of talk that out because they like to, um, to process things verbally. Um, you may need to give them some time to decompress. Um, what I'm thinking of here is especially after school because school may drain your fun-loving child, okay? There's not enough methods that are fun. Um, there's too much focusing, too much listening, too much being quiet, too much being still, too much like having to focus and listen and absorb stuff and not enough time like moving, right? So you may need to give them some time to like come home and decompress a little bit. The challenge there is like the, I need to come home and decompress, turns into I'm home and I'm not gonna do any of that stuff and I'm just gonna have a great time. But they need a little bit of time to probably kind of decompress a little bit. Um, you know, your determined child may come home and just be like, look, I gotta get my work done so I'm done and I can feel that stress of the to-do list kind of off. Now, the, the fun-loving child probably does not have a to-do list. And if they do, they don't feel pressure by it. They're like, it's there, it's there, right? And so they may need some time to, to decompress. Um, four, enjoy and foster laughter in your home. You have been given a gift, the gift of laughter, the gift of fun. Enjoy this gift from God. If your child wants to wear a cape to dinner, Declare that everybody wears a cape to dinner. Just enjoy it. You know, um, enjoy and tell jokes that are at the developmental stage of your child. Yes, that's going to mean that there's potty jokes at certain stage and you're like, do you have any other humor other than that? No, no, they, that's what they think is funny. And so enjoy that and foster um, having, having fun. Um, 
embrace, <laughs> embrace humor at moments when you're not quite ready for it. So there's maybe times when you're like, you know, you're, you, you if, particularly if you were a determined child or a serious child and you're like trying to get something done and you need, there's a serious thing you gotta get after and you're trying to focus on it and your fun-loving kid is cutting up and making this a funny, a funny joke. And you're like, it's not, okay, it's funny, but it's not funny right now. So foster that, it's a, it can be a, a difficult kind of thing. Understand that for your, <coughs> your fun-loving child, that play and fun and humor are expressions of love. And they say, well, how do you know that your dad or mom loves you? Well, he, he, he plays games with me. He'll go out in the yard with me and we, we play together. Not all the other things I do. No, no, it's the, you take me to soccer practice because I enjoy going to soccer practice. Not the laundry, the food, the, the, the bills, all those, no, that I take you to practice. Yeah, because it's fun and I enjoy that and, and I feel like my mom loves me that way. Okay, and so recognize that that's how they, how, how they in, encounter that. And so enjoying life and having new experiences um, are, are a way to connect with your fun-loving child. Um, they're gonna be up for, for whatever and they're gonna be up for something up for something, something new. And so um, fun-loving children, they have this need for happy parents. When things are not happy at home, or at least how they perceive them to be happy at home, they really struggle. Um, if you notice, a lot of um, youngest children struggle when there's like divorce and trouble in, trouble in the home because they, they need the adults in their life to be happy and fun because that's how they see life and that's how they perceive love and that's what they see as, as security and that's kind of difficult and, and threatening for them. And so um, there's, a, there's a spiritual application here for us as parents. Um, Fun-loving par kids teach us a number of, of spiritual truths. There's a whole lot that we could, we could talk about, but um, God has created us to enjoy his presence and the world that he made. Think about the Garden of Eden, right? He made a perfect place. And he's like, I'm gonna be with you. And we can kind of infer from the passage that, that he would walk with them in the evening and he would spend time with them. And so God created this, this perfect place and he wanted to be with them. So he, he made the earth so that we can enjoy it. And we can enjoy his, his presence. And God wants us to enjoy his peace, to enjoy the joy of him. The, the, the Christian life is meant to be enjoyed. I think sometimes we reduce it to this like, okay, so the Christian life is very, you know, God's very holy, so he's very, very serious. We have to, we have to follow Jesus very, very, very serious. You know, like, a, like get rid of all of our sin, you know, and, and, and just, you know, be obedient and follow. But the design of being with God is to enjoy him, to enjoy his presence to enjoy the creation, to enjoy the people that God has, has given to us. That's the point of the, of the Christian life. I believe that God has a sense of humor. I believe that when Jesus was together with the disciples, think about the odd characters that he had together, right? I believe they laughed together, right? Because think about some of the ridiculous things that they would have come up with. Simon Peter would always come up with ridiculous things probably, and Jesus would be like, yeah, no, we can't do that, right? God had a sense of humor. So, for instance, um, if you don't believe me, look, look up a picture of the duck-billed platypus, right? 
He made a bunch of animals and he's like, let's just throw some stuff together. All right, we're gonna take a hairy animal, right? We're gonna take the bill, just the bill of the duck and like throw all these different things together and make this strange, humorous sort of creature, right? So enjoying that. There's a few verses I'll share with you. Um, First Timothy 6, uh, 17, he says, as for the, for the rich in his present age, charge them not to be haughty or set their hopes, but to, to focus on God who richly provides with us everything to enjoy. What God has provided for us is for us to enjoy. Psalm 37, 3 and 4, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Isaiah 3, 10, tell the, tell the righteous that it will be, go well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. As we do what is right, the blessing that comes from God is to be, is to be enjoyed. Um, John 10.10 10 is a verse that I go to often with high school students. It says, this thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it to the full, or, or some translations say abundantly. God's desire for us, his will for us, is that we have this abundant life, the best life possible, to enjoy it. And so I hope that your, your fun-loving child that is goofy at times and you wish they weren't goofy would remind you that the Christian life is meant to be enjoyed. God has made us, he has made this creation, and he wants us to enjoy being with him and being with other people. God has designed us to enjoy his presence and the presence of others. And so hopefully your, your, your child that loves fun things reminds you that we have a heavenly father that in, has given us a life to enjoy and people to, to enjoy together. So let me pray for you and then you got some, some time, to, time to discuss uh, this morning. Lord God, I thank you um, Lord, for the, for the time of Thanksgiving this week, um, God, I, I thank you for family. God, I know for some of us, Thanksgiving was a fantastic time. God, for others of us, it was a little more difficult and a little more strained. And God, for others, it was just hard. So God, I pray that no matter what our experience was, Lord, that you are our loving Heavenly Father and you give us the encouragement we need, the, the focus that we need. God, we also recognize that at times as our, as our loving Heavenly Father that you, you discipline us as we need to be disciplined. God, I pray that we would respond to that, that our children would respond to that, and that we would become increasingly godly rather than jaded and, and hardened by the discipline that you, you give to us. God, we thank you for our children. God, we thank you for those that are emotional, for those that are serious, for those that are determined, and for those that are fun-loving. God, I pray that those experiences with our children would lead us closer to you, our Heavenly Father. And that, Father, you would give us wisdom about how to parent our children towards godliness. And God, help us to support each other in that process because it's a, it can be a challenge. God, we're grateful for today and the opportunity to, to be together. Um, God, we thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. 
We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in room 215, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.